Welcome to All About Data on Federal News Network. Now your host, Jory Heckman. Thanks for joining me this week on All About Data, a conversation with chief data officers and the people who are making data work better in government. My guest today is Russ Rappel-Schmidt, the chief data officer for the Postal Regulatory Commission. Russ, thanks for joining me. Thanks for inviting me. Looking forward to the conversation. Russ, welcome aboard to the the Postal Regulatory Commission. There's plenty to talk about here. And I think a good place to just get the conversation started here, the PRC has this beta version of its data dashboard now. A lot of demand for this. What went into standing up this dashboard and what kind of insights does this dashboard provide into USPS performance? So I've only been around for about seven weeks, but I've been uh, strapping in as quickly as I can. By the time I arrived, the dashboard had already been published to the PRC website and was already out for public comment. I'm aware that in its current form, uh, it was thought up by one of our team members uh, who, like many of the folks here at the PRC, uh, they want to see us expand as an organization to provide more useful and and relevant information uh, out to the public. Prior to the dashboard, uh, the commission provided extensive analysis of the Postal Service's service performance through its annual compliance process. Every year, the Postal Service provides us an annual compliance report, and then uh, the PRC in turn evaluates that information and then gives an opinion on it in its annual compliance determination report. But the data in both of those efforts are lengthy and only available in a PDF format. So this dashboard was a first effort to provide a public dashboard, and it currently contains nationwide service performance score totals across all the various product categories that exist within the Postal Service. And it's currently based on information given to us, again, through that annual compliance determination that we do. Right now, of course, we do that every year, but right now the dashboard uh, contains just data from 2019 and 2020, which were the two most recent completed reports at the time the dashboard was created. The beta dashboard provides an easily accessible visual of the status of the number of products and product components that are not meeting their service performance targets. It shows that out of 27 products and components that make up the product, the vast majority are not meeting their service targets. Previously, to get that kind of information, a user would have to wade through about a 300-page PDF report to find that information. So this dashboard provides a real quick shortcut to that information. Okay, great. And just to put a finer point on that, just because I think it's worth underscoring, this is data that was already publicly available, but is a lot more user-friendly and the average user can really have this data more readily at their fingertips, it seems, in the dashboard version. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Exactly right. Instead of having to download a PDF form and scroll through, find in the table of contents where these details are. And and in the PDF report, the details are, you know, they're discussed. They're they're talked about, you know, in paragraph form. So here's a nice, easy graphical interface where people can see these totals on all these different categories uh, very quickly in the graphs that are provided. Okay, great. And I do understand that the commission did recently issue a request for comments about this data dashboard. What has the commission at this point learned from the public in terms of folks that did send in comments? What do people like about the dashboard right now? What do they want to see more of? And what's to come in the future with the dashboard? So the responses we received, uh, they were actually all really positive, commendatory of the PRC 
that we were putting forth our best effort to present more useful information in a more understandable way to the public. So that was great to hear. What do they want to see next? That was basically what we were asking was, what do you want us to do with this? How do you want us to take this information and this dashboarding effort to the next level? And there were three main themes uh, that we were hearing across the comments that came in. First of all, respondents wanted to see more granular information. And by granular, I mean down to lower levels. Uh, What's presented right now is a nationwide view of all those categories that we just talked about, but as a desire for people to be able to see information at a lower level. We're not there yet to decide what that's going to be, but some examples could be down to a state level or down to a district level. The most granular we could probably ever get would be down to the zip code level. I don't know if we'll go that far when we decide how to incorporate updates, but that's examples of the different granularity we could go depending on the data that's available to us. A second thing that they wanted to know was with the newly passed postal reform, that requires the postal service to publish its own service performance dashboard. So people were asking, you know, how is that gonna affect our dashboard? Will we continue to publish one? How will it be different? How will it be the same? And then the third thing they were asking about, more of that desire to see granular information either at our level or Knowing that that postal reform, at the time the comments were coming in, postal reform hadn't been passed yet, but people were aware that it was in the works and was on the path and looking positive. So people were already asking, what will you do? Um, will you continue uh, moving forward with your dashboard or, or work with the Postal Service? And that, those are all things that we're still working out, but all things that are, are on our minds as we decide what to do moving forward with the dashboard. Just to circle back to that one question that a lot of people had with the comments, the PRC's dashboard will still go forward, even with the Postal Service doing their own dashboard. Help me better understand how these two dashboards might be able to complement each other. For our dashboard in particular, I would like to see us provide updated information on some more regular schedule. Uh, as I said earlier, the information in there right now is uh, is you know 2019, 2020. The ACD, the Annual Compliance Determination Report for uh, 2021, was just published. So we should have that data mostly compiled so that we may be able to update the current form of our dashboard um, fairly soon, fairly quickly. But that would still be that nationwide level of information and still an annual, you know, a year total basis for that information. So I would like to see us possibly get data that comes a little bit more frequently, maybe in a a quarterly format where we can update on a quarterly basis. Um, Of course, for any of these dashboards and any receipt of data to be effective, the more timely we can get the information, the better we can understand what's going on and act on it. So um, that will be one thing that I would be really hopeful for. A lot of that is going to depend on partnering uh, with the Postal Service and seeing how we can acquire data on a more frequent basis. I would also like to see us have a little bit better capability of drilling down further besides at the nationwide level. That said, the PRC's dashboard prior to the recent postal reforms requirement that the Postal Service also publish a dashboard will be a gauge there of how granular we are able to go. Uh, And I really am looking forward to a partnership with the Postal Service, as well as the Postal Service uh, Office of Inspector General. They also have recently published a service performance dashboard that looks very different than ours. 
but based in the same data. In fact, I, I believe my understanding is that they are using the data, the same data that we use for our dashboard as the basis, the current basis for their dashboard. So uh, I'm really hopeful for a, a partnership between Postal Service, the Office of Inspector General and ourselves to look at our efforts, to look at the requirement that the Postal Service now has and try and come together to create three different tools that give different levels of information, maybe different components of information. And as a whole, we get as much service performance information out to the public as possible. Well, three's a crowd. Uh, you guys can compare notes. And like you said, with this all being the common source of data that you guys are drawing from, uh, a lot to, uh, to compare notes on. Definitely. Um, and we, I don't know if we'll get into this today, but you know, I, I do have prior history working at the OIG. I have a lot of colleagues I've kept in touch with over there. I've already had some great discussions about just data in general with folks since I've been back over there. And I'm working on building a partnership with colleagues that I used to work with at the Postal Service when I was in that role. So I, I feel real positive about moving forward. In this case, three is not a crowd. I, I like to go back to that one of my favorite shows from, I think it was the early 80s, three's company. I think that's where we're headed. One final point here in the dashboard, and then we'll move on to other things. When might we see uh, a full release of this dashboard with new different capabilities? Sure. You know, we, we really have not established uh, a deadline yet. As the commission's first chief data officer, we are working on several projects within the agency to work so that we can comply with the Evidence Act, the Open Government Data Act, and the Federal Data Strategy Action Plan for 2021. Uh, I also mentioned, you know, working on making connections with the colleagues over at the Postal Service to discuss partnering with them. So a lot of things need to happen for us to incorporate the comments that we have, plus some of the ideas that we have on our own to take that dashboard to a, the next level, uh, to a production level. I don't want to guess. Uh, like I said, we, if we can update uh, the current dashboard that we have with uh, 2021 data in a fairly quick turnaround or quick timeline, uh, that would be great. And then from there, depending on our work with the Postal Service and uh, helping them you know, evaluate whatever dashboard they come up with, um, and then that three's company idea of uh, our three organizations, the Postal Service, the PRC, and the OIG working together to look at how we present the information in the best way to the public, that will more guide our, our timeline. I would love to see it happen before the end of this calendar year, sooner if we can, but we're not going to rush anything. I, I want to make sure that, that we're doing it right first. We're speaking with Russ Rappel-Schmidt, the Chief Data Officer for the Postal Regulatory Commission. We're going to take a short break, but we'll continue our conversation when we return. I'm Jory Heckman, and you're listening to All About Data on Federal News Network. Welcome back to All About Data. We're speaking with Russ Rappel-Schmidt, the Chief Data Officer for the Postal Regulatory Commission. I want to change gears here a little bit. I understand the commission recently established its first data governance board and had a kickoff meeting. Would love to learn more about that and how things are working out, how your role as the CDO interacts with the board. Tell me a little bit more of how things got off the ground and how you're interacting with that board. So the Data Governance Board was actually introduced at the PRC last fall uh, by the chairman, 
largely because of uh, several of the um, components that we follow, including the Open Data Government Act, the Federal Data Strategy in particular, that mentions prioritizing data governance, uh, and then also the uh, evidence-based policymaking. All three of those elements, uh, those, those pieces of guidance that we have in some form uh, talk about having good data governance within federal agencies. So based on that, the chairman established this idea last fall. And when I came aboard, he told me that that, that was mine, which is fantastic and I, and I think appropriate. Uh, so I am the leader uh, of the data governance board. And then from there, we have a couple of various components within the board. Uh, there's myself, there's the CIO and the CISO. The three of us together are what I would call the technology resources for the board. And then each of the four office heads, the top executives in the four departments that we have at the PRC uh, are all members. And then each of those four offices have volunteered two members uh, from each of their teams and they will act as data stewards. So combined, we've got several people that make up this board. Um, as far as the data stewards go, we, we really haven't worked out the details of everything the data stewards will be doing, but just to give a, a highlight or an example of some ideas we have, um, as we look to better comply with the Open Government Data Act, we look to get more data besides this dashboard and besides the information that's already out uh, within our system, our, our public information that, that's put out on our website. Um, we're looking at providing more insight into not only the Postal Service, but the PRC as an organization so that the, the public can be a, a, a more aware of, of who we are and what we do. Um, and to that end, we're looking at information or data that we can make available to the public. So data stewards in particular will be key in working together to identify data that we should make available to the public and then ensure that it's complete, it's accurate before we actually publish any of that information. Early work that's already started, is we've started a draft. Most importantly, whenever we have a body like this, uh, we need some kind of instruction or guidance on how the body is going to operate for the agency. So we're right now in the process of working on creating a charter for our group. Um, and then one of the next things we'll be working on right off the bat is governance policies over software uh, that we are using. We just launched as an organization fully into using Office 365 with Microsoft Teams and SharePoint and all that has to offer. So one of the first responsibilities of the board will be to identify uh, how we're going to use that product or that environment so that we're considering things like privacy and data security um, and uh, record management, records management, things like that. I want to zoom out one degree further here. Great to hear what's happening at the PRC level, at the agency level. Tell me a little bit more about the interplay between you as the CDO over at the commission and the broader CDO council. I think there's like 90 plus members at this point. Have they onboarded you in any kind of way? Have you sat in on any meetings of the CDO council? How's that going? That could not be going any better, I don't think. I became a member of that the federal CDO council my first week at the PRC. Uh, and, it, and that piece of it, the whole journey in seven weeks has been nonstop, but that is also very much part of it. I've already attended a few full council and a 
few small agency meetings. They have it broken up so that small agencies have uh, additional meetings because small agencies, as we are, uh, with only uh, 75 employees for the PRC as a whole, we fall into that group. And so we have our own separate meetings to talk about issues that are specific to small agencies. So I've attended some of those. Before I came here, I was the CDO for the state of Alaska. And with that group, uh, very quickly, I became a member of a state CDO network that was very, very helpful. I found a lot of colleagues there to be a tremendous resource. Uh, They helped me understand issues important to states. And here on the federal side, I I am experiencing exactly the same thing. I've had already an ability to post questions to the whole community. And same day, uh, I have been getting responses from other agency CDOs. That has sped up my learning process on a lot of issues. You know, what what are other agencies addressing? What is important to them? As we stand up this data governance board, we want to create a schedule or create an agenda for things we need to tackle. And what better way to help guide us in what we should consider important or what we should add to our priority list than talking to other people who have traveled uh, this road already. As our data governance board grows, I'll be able to to guide our discussion to areas that other agencies are addressing, as I was saying. And then when we talk about federal government becoming more efficient and effective, um, and I, I believe groups like this uh, that allow an environment for us to communicate with our colleagues in other agencies uh, about what is keeping them up at night, what were their focus areas, um, that just helps lend credence to the fact that yes, we we are working to do that job of of making the federal government as a whole more efficient, more effective. Um, And I think that can give the public um, some reassurance that we're giving them more of what they already expect from their government. To change gears here a little bit, I've heard from enough CDOs at this point that one of the common challenges is CDOs have these great aspirational visions. The goals are pretty clear of what they need to do legislatively. But the one hurdle that seems to be pretty common is always resources. You know, a lot of CDOs are new entities within their agencies. Um, But I think one bright spot for the commission has been receiving these funds through the Technology Modernization Fund. Tell me a little bit more about the TMF award, what it's meant to do, and how things are going in terms of that project. You know, give us a, a progress update on how things are going. Sure. The PRC was recently awarded uh, uh, just over $2.6 million from the Technology Modernization Fund, and that will allow us to uh, add additional resources to stand up our open data efforts that I've been talking about. It'll assist us with resources for more in-house analysts who will do things like move ahead with uh, advancing the dashboard, uh, just as one example, but there are many other things that we want to do. It'll also uh, help us provide additional visualization resources uh, like the dashboard, but we hope to do other other things, uh, not just service performance, but we're you know we'll be looking to do other projects that will allow us to to provide more insight and more information to the public. We're 75 people, uh, so it, it's hard to do without additional resources. A large portion of those funds have been earmarked for two main things. Uh, one is upgrading and updating our public-facing website at prc.gov. Um, and then secondly, uh, there is a system that we use uh, that collects comments and 
data or information from not only the Postal Service, but uh, the public. When we are in the middle of one of our, our cases or one of our projects, um, we have a system uh, that's called eDockets, and that's where uh, we communicate with the Postal Service and the public to uh, obtain information uh, that we use for, for our work. And so I'll be involved with both of those projects as a technical advisor for both the eDockets and the, and the front-facing website. Um, but I'll also be responsible for a couple of other projects that we're going to be putting a portion of this award to use on. Uh, a couple of things we're looking at doing right off the bat is uh, conducting a data skills and a data tools inventory. Um, and it sounds like something that would be fairly simple to do, um, but even uh, a great example would be our, our dashboard. One of the, the members of our group that put that dashboard together basically came forward and said, I have an interest in creating something like this. I have a skill set that will allow me to do that. Can I do it? And that's great when somebody comes forward and says, hey, I have these skills. But what about from a, a, a managerial perspective when we need something done? Um, and sometimes we jump to, well, maybe we'll need to hire somebody or maybe we'll need to find a contractor, uh, put out an RFP and, and, and get somebody in to do that. So creating this environment with these inventories will allow us to, to identify that we already may have those skills or those tools available to us. So that's kind of important um, to create that. And then another need we have is to conduct a data inventory. And that will, um, we've collected a lot of data over the years through our eDocket system and then other data that we have, have collected for our day-to-day -day, uh, work that we do. Um, and our current environment relies heavily on, on the skills and institutional knowledge of the people that have, have uh, worked here at the PRC to know where information is and where to find it. But as we grow and as we bring more people uh, aboard, we don't have that luxury of their knowledge because they, they're new. So to have a data inventory that will allow people to quickly do word searches and find uh, information that they're looking for to do their, their work is, is another one of my top goals for hopefully this, within this first year that I'm here. Um, and then after that, uh, conducting and maintaining that data inventory uh, will be pertinent to make sure that you know we we have that information available at at any given moment and again easy to find. That was Russ Rappelschmidt, the Chief Data Officer for the Postal Regulatory Commission. You can find the full interview and transcript on federalnewsnetwork.com. I'm Jory Heckman, and thanks for listening to this episode of All About Data. Thanks for listening to All About Data on Federal News Radio part of Federal News Network. You can listen to this episode and past episodes anytime in your favorite podcast app. Search for All About Data on Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your shows.